Well, there may be some of you who are here who are uh, college students who've been away and you've come home, got your finals behind you, hopefully did well. There was a particular student in a class that was known for having a killer final. And uh, the professor said, for this test, you may bring an eight and a half by 11 sheet of paper. And whatever you can put on that sheet, you may use during the test. So the person I'm talking about came and uh, you could see everybody else with super micro print, everything they had. But uh, this particular person took this eight and a half sheet of, eight and a half by 11 sheet of paper and placed it on the ground. Then beckoned to the door and a graduate student who was an expert in this area came and stood on the sheet of paper. And the professor ruled, you have abided by the rules, and so aced the final because she was able to just talk to the person. That's really kind of the attraction of a GPS system or our phones, isn't it? It's like having an expert right there who can tell us what we need to know and what we need to do, and certainly having that voice that can tell us what to do will solve all the problems of us doing things that are stupid, right? Well, apparently not. There was a retiree in Florida, and she had this individual who was talking to her about how she should invest all her money, and there was something in her mind where she's thinking, you know, this might be a little off, but, oh, man, it sounds so good. Well, she invested all her money, and she lost it all on a scam. She later called the Better Business Bureau and they said, well, we knew about this guy. He's actually done this with several other people. Why didn't you call us? And she said, well, I knew that if I called you, you would tell me not to do it. <laughs> and that's our problem, isn't it? In our natural state, we want something. And sometimes it doesn't matter if it's a good idea or a bad idea. We just want it. And this inbuilt predisposition works our harm. We want to do what we want and sometimes not what God wants, even when it works our harm. Sin hurts us. All sin hurts us. Listen to this from Jeremiah 5, 24 and 25. Your iniquities have turned these away and your sins have withheld good from you. When we do things that are dishonoring to the Lord, we're actually pushing away good that could be ours, and yet we still do it. What is wrong with us? Romans 8, 6 through 8 tells us, the mind set on the flesh is hostile toward God, for it does not subject itself to God's principles, for it is not even able to do so. And those who are in the flesh cannot please God. We have this natural inbuilt predisposition that's like gravity that wants to just pull us down to do things the way we want instead of the way God wants. I had a great experience with gravity about uh, five or six months ago. I was on a bike and I was going pretty fast and I hit the ground and I've messed up my shoulder and I'm still dealing with it. That was only a few feet of gravity. <laughs> and yet there was no beating it. There's no beating gravity. You know, no matter how good you get at jumping off a cliff, you will not be able to, no, I'm going to master this. Because gravity's gravity, and it's going to hurt. This is true of inside of us. 
There is something inside of us that wants to do what we want, even though it's going to work our harm. How can we solve that problem? Well, the law, which is a standard of righteousness, expresses the holiness of God. It's a marvelous asset. You can use it as a compass. Unfortunately, the law cannot fix the bent in our hearts. This thing inside of us that wants to do what we want. Uh, Hebrews 7.19 says, For the law made nothing perfect. It can't fix my heart. The problem of bondage to self cannot be solved by our efforts. There's no pill we can take or practice we can perform to be healed or fixed to this thing. This would be a thoroughly depressing prospect if it weren't for one thing. And the manger is our first glimpse of this one thing. When Jesus Christ came to our planet, he came with a gift that he wants to offer to anyone in this room, anyone on this planet. And it's a solution to this gravity that makes me do things that I want that are going to be hurtful to me. It is possible this gift, Jesus actually took it and he delivered it to the foot of the cross. I'm going to place it up here so I don't have to go up and down. But he placed this gift at the foot of the cross so that by faith you can actually open the gift. We talked about that last Sunday. Faith is this thing that God invented, that Jesus invented and perfected. You can actually use faith to open the gift that was delivered from the manger to the cross. There is a present, I'm going to put it up here for now, but there's a present at the foot of the cross with your name on it. Would you like to see what's in it? I'm not going to be able to, we'd be here all night, and I know you've got other presents to open and things to do, but I want to show you a few things about what is in this gift, all right? This gift is the solution to our bondage problem. Listen to what it says in Romans 6.23. For the wages of sin is death, but the free gift of God is eternal life in Jesus Christ our Lord. Inside this box is eternal life. But there are a number of specific elements in this package, and I want to show you just three of them, okay? There are three things that are inside this eternal life package that are available to everyone who wants to, by faith, open this gift. Let me show you two of them. Uh, This one's from John 10, in which it says, For my sheep hear my voice, and I know them, and they follow me, and I give eternal life to them, and they will never perish, and no one will snatch them out of my hand. Did you catch what's in there? Remember, I said eternal life is the sum of what this is. But one aspect of this is that you can actually hear what God has to say. You have been, in this gift, given the ability to actually hear something that God says. And then he says, notice, they can hear and follow me, which I'm going to use the word choose for that. You can actually choose to do things God's way. Inside this gift, which is eternal life, it includes the ability to actually hear something that God is saying and then to actually do it. Even if that's in defiance of what I want. This is actually liberating. Because there are things that I want to do that are going to hurt me. That are wrong. 
But it is possible using what is in this gift to actually decide, I want to do what God wants, which will be good, despite what I want or what I think. I want to show you one more aspect of what's in this gift. This one comes from a a statement that is made by uh, John. He says, Beloved, now we are children of God, and it has not appeared as yet what we will be. We know that when he appears, we will be like him because we will see him just as he is. In other words, inside this gift is the power to become like Jesus. This is amazing. When Jesus came, he came bringing a gift, placing it at the foot of the cross. It has your name on it, and within it is the power to actually become a new person, to be rid of that person who wants to do things that it's locked onto that are not honoring to God and that don't work our, heart, our help. When I open the gift by faith, I receive the ability to be able to hear God, to choose what he says is right, and then to become like his son. Now that's only possible if you open the gift. If you don't open the gift, then these gift benefits are not ours. But if you will open the gift, listen to this passage that describes how it works, all right? This is from Corinthians in which Paul says, do not be deceived, neither fornicators, nor idolaters, nor adulterers, nor effeminate, nor homosexuals, nor thieves, nor the covetous, nor drunkards, nor revilers, nor swindlers will inherit the kingdom of God. That sounds really bad so far, doesn't it? Such, get this, were some of you. Those terms are no longer descriptive of who you are. Such were some of you, but you were washed, but you were sanctified, but you were justified in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ and in the Spirit of God. In other words, because you chose by faith to open this this gift, you received the capacity to become a person of whom those words are no longer descriptive. You've been changed. You've been made into a new person. You know, I've had many, (laughs) many years of marriage counseling uh, working with couples. And one of the things I've found is that if I'm dealing with a couple and let's say that they have separated, what I'm saying to them is, there's really no hope for your marriage if we just put back old you together. What we need is new you. In other words, we need to work on the things to help you become more the person that God wants so that when we bring you back together, you have a new us and a new relationship. That is made possible by that gift. Now, someone may say, well, I like who I am just the way I am, thank you. Well, then you're not going to open the gift, are you? But if you're saying, I don't like who I am, I don't like the fact that I am in bondage to this, I have a secret room that I tell no one about and what I do in there, I like it just fine. But if you're saying, no, I want new, I want something different, I want to become someone different, I want to become someone of whom those old labels no longer apply. If you're tired of the old you, you can become someone new. 
someone who can hear Jesus, who can follow him, and who can become like him. Now, Jesus forces no one to open the gift, but it has been delivered, and it is sitting at the foot of the cross or sitting at the threshold of your heart. Uh, I get, and this is a picture from our uh, basement entry, and they send me, and I'm sure you get them too, this is from Amazon. What would we do without Amazon? Uh, But anyway, here we are. And they send me a little picture, and then they say, your package has been delivered. Does that mean I'm enjoying the benefit of it? If it's sitting out there, outside, no. I have to go out and open it. And then I can realize the benefit of that package. That's what it is like with the package that Jesus has placed at the foot of the cross with your name on it. It doesn't do you any good that it's been delivered there. And Jesus delivered it at no small cost. It remains for you to decide, I want to open it. And opening that actually allows you to defy gravity. To be able to actually rise above who we are to who we can be in Christ. So, everyone in this room, there's two choices. There may be some of you who have never opened the gift. You can open it right now. Maybe you're tired of fighting a losing battle against something in your life. Maybe you're willing to give Jesus the key to the secret room. Maybe you're ready to defy Satan's lie who keeps trying to tell you, you can never beat this. It is possible for you right now to open a Christmas gift from Jesus that gives you the ability to hear, to choose, and to become like his son. In a minute, if that's you and you want to do that, I will give you an opportunity. For some in this room, you've already opened that gift. The resources for you to become a new person and look like Christ are already yours. But it's sometimes possible for us to open a gift and then go, oh, this is nice, and then we put it over in the corner and it's collecting dust, right? Use the gift. Jesus died so that you could become someone new, someone of whom we would say, wow, here's who you were, but here's who you are. And what that means is making sure every day you're saying, God, I want to hear what you have to say. And then I am going to choose what you prefer and not what I want. And I'm going to figure out ways to become like your son. Use the gift to become someone of whom Jesus would say, you're looking more and more like me. If you've never opened the gift... This is your opportunity to open it. And I can't think of a better thing to do on Christmas Eve than open a gift from Jesus. And if you've already opened that gift at some point in your history, I can't think of a better thing for you to do than for you to decide that gift that Jesus gave me, I want to make the most of it with all of my days by daily listening, choosing, and becoming. Let's pray. For those of you who have never opened the gift, here's your opportunity to do so. You could pray a prayer that's as simple as this. Dear Jesus, I am a sinner and I am choosing to do what is wrong and sometimes I can't even help it. 
but your son died on the cross and paid for my sins and has provided a gift. And I am trusting you that you can help me become more the person who looks like Jesus because I am trusting you as my savior right now. If you are someone who has opened the gift, but it has been neglected, you can pray a prayer like this. Jesus, I have not made the most of the gift you have provided. Help me this week to put it to use and become more the person who looks like Jesus. Show me something specific that you want me to change that I might look like your son all the more. Father, we pray these things trusting you in Jesus' name. Amen.